Heavenly Father, we want to bless your name once again for another opportunity to have this meeting with you. We thank you for your goodness and kindness towards us. We bless your name for how you have helped us in our lives personally and in this study. We ask, Lord, that you will meet us at the point of need today once again as you speak to us and teach us your word. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll be reading Haggai chapter 2, verse 10 to 14 again. Haggai chapter 2, verse 10 to 14. In the four and twentieth day of the ninth month, in the second year of Darius, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Ask now the priests concerning the law, saying, If one bear holy flesh in the skirt of his garment, and with his skirt do torch bread, or pottage, or wine, or oil, or any meat, shall it be holy? And the priest answered and said, No. Then said Haggai, If one that is unclean by a dead body touch any of these, shall it be unclean? And the priest answered and said, It shall be unclean. Then answered Haggai and said, So is this people, and so is this nation before me, saith the Lord. And so is every work of their hands, and that which they offer there is unclean. May the Lord bless you of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. In our last meeting, we saw God's communication style, which includes visions, dreams, plain speaking, and dark sayings. We focused on dark sayings, which is the way God asked Haggai to communicate his mind to the priests. We said that dark sayings will include parables, illustrations, proverbs, and questions and answers. When God was speaking to the priest through Haggai, he used the question and answer approach. In this approach, God would ask a question, then the priest, or we in our own case, would answer, and then he would apply the answer to the situation at hand. And this is what he did in this particular case, because he asked the priest some questions, they answered, and then he gave the application to what was happening in the nation. We said that God speaks in this way because he wants us to appreciate the gravity of the issue at hand. He also speaks this way because he wants us to understand his mind and how serious he takes the issues. We said he also wants to elicit us to repent before him where we are wrong. And finally, where there is no repentance and he has to apply judgment, he does it so that we can see the justification for God's judgment. Today, we shall continue with this discussion as we now look at the substance of God's communication to the priests in Haggai's time. The substance of what God was saying to the priests in Haggai's time is very much beneficial to us today. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, 6 and verse 11 that the things that are written, especially in the Old Testament, are for our admonition. They are for our benefit. So there is a lot that we can benefit from as we look at Haggai chapter 2 verse 10 to 14. So today I want us to look at acceptable service unto God acceptable service unto God. Some people think that all they have to do is preach, sing, pray, fast, build a church, give an offering, and that will be acceptable to God. But this is not the case because even though we may be doing those things, that is not what God is really interested in. God's interest is in the person who is offering the service rather than the actual service being offered. For example, God is more interested in the person who is preaching than the message he is preaching. If the preacher is a defiled person, it doesn't matter what message he is preaching, that message will be defiled. It doesn't matter who the person is who is praying. If that person is a sinner, his prayer will be an abomination unto God. If a corrupt politician builds a church, it doesn't mean anything to God because that building is corrupt and contaminated. So God's primary concern is 
Is the person who is offering this service sanctified? In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible reads, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. God is telling us here that we are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, our bodies as holy, something that is acceptable unto God. And he's saying that when we present our bodies in this way, it is an acceptable service unto God. In Malachi chapter 1, when they were bringing animals to God for sacrifice, God said he did not want those animals because they were animals that were defective. These animals were lame. Some of them were blind. And God said, no, I don't accept that. It's not just bringing any animal to me. The animal must be sanctified. The animal must be pure. The animal must be without defect. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, God said through Paul, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. God is saying to us that you and I are his temple. He wants to come and live in us. And that anyone who defiles his body, is defiling the temple of God and God will destroy such a person. God repeats the same thing in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 15 to 20 and in a deeper sense and I'm going to read it. 1 Corinthians 6, 15 to 20. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two saith he shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body. What know ye not? That your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not of your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We are going to discuss some more on the issues that Haggai raised with the priests. But I'm discussing this as an introduction. Haggai had asked the priests if when somebody carried holy meat in his body, if he touched anything, will that thing be holy? And they said no. He then went on to say, what if the man was defiled just because he was near a dead body? If he touches anything, will that thing be defiled? And they said yes. And then God now said to them that the whole nation was defiled and therefore their service was unacceptable to him. Now, in 1 Corinthians 6, 15 to 20 that I read, the Bible is telling us that we are the bodies and members of Christ. If there's a defilement in anyone, it will affect the whole body. And then he now uses the instance of saying, if a man should go and sleep with a prostitute, he has defiled his own body and as a result has also defiled the entire body of Christ. We see that kind of a case when Israel went to war against Ai in Joshua chapter 7. And we discovered there that Achan had sinned against God in that he took what he was not supposed to take and he hid it. And God said the whole nation had sinned. So even though it was one person who sinned, God said the entire nation had sinned. And because the entire nation had sinned, when they went to war, they were defeated by a small nation like Ai. And when Joshua cried to God and wondered what had happened, and God told him what the problem was and how to deal with it, when they caught Achan, they killed Achan and his family, they stoned them to death. So it is important that we understand that one of us 
can bring defilement to the entire body of Christ all over the world. If a man has a bad liver, it's going to affect his entire body. Even when we have a small cut on our little finger, the whole body feels that pain. That is why it is important and a responsibility that you and I are always sanctified and consecrated before God. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 to 22. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 to 22. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from this, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. We are like vessels in the house of God. Some vessels are used to pack rubbish and some other things, and some are used for very important occasions. For example, if a person who is great in society comes to visit us, we have some vessels that are special that we will use to serve them. But if somebody were just to come out from the street and is asking for a glass of water, we have ordinary cups that we give to them to use to drink the water. So the Bible is saying here that if we sanctify ourselves, if we consecrate ourselves, if we cleanse ourselves, God will use us to do the kind of work that is pleasing to him. But when we are not sanctified, we are not ready for that kind of service, we can be doing some menial things somewhere and nobody is interested in that. The crux of God's admonition of the priests was that they may have thought that they were offering acceptable service to God, but God was saying otherwise. If you are the master of a house, you are the only one who can tell whether a servant is pleasing to you or not. For example, it doesn't matter how handsome a servant may be. If the servant is filthy and stinking, you cannot take him to serve your guests anything. You will want him to go and take a bath and put on clean clothing before he can come and serve any guest in your house. You and I are a kingdom of priests in the house of God. Therefore, whatever service we offer to God must be in line with what God will accept. And first and foremost, God wants you and I to be sanctified. Then we will be able to offer acceptable service to him. God is able to use people who are sanctified because it is only sanctified vessels that can obey God. An unsanctified man cannot obey God. An unsanctified man is going to do what he wants to do, not what God wants him to do. God is not moved by our singing, our dancing, or even our preaching, except we are sanctified and consecrated before him. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, the Bible tells us of how David wanted to bring the ark of God to Jerusalem. And so he placed the ark on a new cart. And they began to carry the ark. They were dancing. They were singing. They were jubilating. Then at some point, the cart stumbled and the ark was about to fall. Then Uzzah put his hand and God killed Uzzah. When David saw what had happened, David was afraid and went to dump the ark in the house of Obedidom. But even though Obedidom was not a Jew, yet the Bible says that God blessed the house of Obedidom because the ark was in his house. So it is possible that Obed-Edom must have informed this entire house that they are bringing the ark here. Please, all of us, let us make sure that we are clean so that God will not kill us as he has killed Uzzah. When David saw that Obed-Edom was blessed, he decided that he was going to go and bring the ark. 
But this time, he made sure that he went to understand how the ark is supposed to be brought. And then he learned that it was the priest who should have carried the ark and that the priest who should carry the ark were supposed to be sanctified. So he decided and called the priests and told them to be sanctified and to get ready to go and bring the ark of God. And so the priests sanctified themselves and they went to bring the ark. And this time around, because they were doing it properly, there was no problem. The ark was taken safely to Jerusalem. So the question you and I have to answer today is, how are you serving God? Some people will do it God's way, but some people refuse and they say they want to do it the modern way, which was what David was doing. David wanted to carry the ark the modern way, but God said, carry the ark on the shoulders of the sanctified priests. So today we have to go to God in prayer and ask him, to come and help us to be sanctified so that our service can be acceptable unto him. There are many people who are going up and down trying to serve God, but because they are not doing it according to God's way, those acts of service are not acceptable unto God. And God does not want us to offer a service that is not acceptable unto him. And that is why he's calling us today by using this example in Haggai to bring us to the place of repentance so that our services can be acceptable unto him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, Lord, for this meeting today. I ask for every single person who is listening that, Father, you are going to bring us to the place of sanctification so that the most menial task that you give to us will be acceptable unto you. Now we know that you are more interested in our sanctification, in our purity, than the actual thing we are doing. I pray, Almighty and everlasting God, that as we present our bodies unto you for sanctification, we will indeed become vessels unto honor in your house. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.